Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am and how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and Sirius XM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and Sirius XM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus Trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Fool me, can't get fooled again. Johnny Primer. Oh, my God. Sounds like the name of a country musician. Johnny Primer. Uh, All right, good to go, Marcus? Good to go. All right, welcome to the show, everyone. I am Ben Kissel, as always, joined by Marcus Parks. Hello. Happy Halloween. How was your Halloween, Marcus? My Halloween was rejuvenating. I know. This is ridiculous. I'm so hungover. I'm about to die. I have the meat sweats, but I haven't eaten meat in a week. I don't know what's going on. And you're just, uh, you, you're like Spring Hill Jack, the character from last podcast on the left right now. You're so full of life and energy. I brought the Dark Lord within me last night, and he said hello, and now we are one. I can't believe it. All right. Well, today's guest really is a longtime friend, great comedian. He currently works for Russian television RT on a show called Redacted Tonight. Honored to have my buddy John F. O'Donnell with us. Hello. Hey, guys. John F. O'Donnell, Russian television. You got to check it out. Redacted Tonight. <laughs> yeah. It makes me sound like some sort of like spy or traitor or something. Right. Taking money straight out of Putin's pocket. I see what you're doing. I like your strategy, J-Fod. Slowly bankrupting Russia. Russia. One ruble at a time. One ruble at a time with your correspondent gig. I'll tell you, man, those ruples, that check always gets cashed on time. I'll tell you what. It's big. It's big. Our holiday party, though, really was like kind of undermined by the oil prices going down, mm. you know? I heard there was really good holiday parties, but this past Christmas we just got like kind of like a food lunch spread because oh. uh, I think it's those sanctions, man. You know what I mean? Those European sanctions and stuff. Like Obama's that. foreign policy. Yeah. That's right. We, we might not be able to win the war in Syria. We might not be able to take out ISIS, but he made damn sure that Putin's people won't be having good Christmas cheese. Exactly. We were not at the W Hotel. He said it was like. Get it out of here. We had some like stuffed mushrooms and stuff like that. Thanks a lot, Barack. <laughs> typical. Typical. <laughs> well, I figure today, because you work in the media, we had a great time bantering with each other last night. I was just talking about how you're a socialist, communist, you know, scumbag. <laughs> and I'm and like, that, oh, you're a pundit for Fox fucking news. Right, we laughed. <laughs> like the we most laugh. evil villain I could even think about. <laughs> Russian television is worse than okay, Fox it's news. not Russian television. It's RT America. <laughs> mm. It stands for Russia Today, not Russian television well, it's, America. It's, I well, mean, you know. Yes, you are implies some sort of state bias, yes, Ben. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, do you want your state bias or do you want your corporate bias? You know what I mean? <laughs> no. But the interesting thing is we all agree. This with- is going to be awesome. Yeah, this is going to be super And by fun. the way, I'm over here 
Independent media, <laughs> motherfuckers. Yeah. Well, you haven't been booked on Fox News yet, but I'm working <laughs> yeah. on that, Marcus. Yeah. You'll yeah. be on the show. You don't have, like, full benefits by the <laughs> Russian government. That's right. Oh, P.S., a lot of people that work at the network, like, are people out of Occupy. It's all sorts of activists. I mean, Tom Hartman's on the network, one yeah. of those, like, uh, respected progressive journalists. It's like... They're doing good shit. So you're saying respects. that occupy that you might have some socialists on your socialist <laughs> network, sir? I mean, I mean, define socialist. You mean my belief system? Then yes. <laughs> the one interesting thing we all agree, very uniquely American. It's in Washington, D.C. It is an extension of the Russian government to the, deg- uh, to the degree that you cannot make fun of the Russians. Well, yeah, we can't make fun of right. the Russians. That's it. But, that but you is- can't make fun of uh, what? You can't make fun on, of Netanyahu. On Fox News, yeah. do not make fun of Benjamin Netanyahu. Do not. <laughs> oh, unless you want to have four days of just nonstop Twitter uh, war coming at what you. What about gun stuff? Can you make fun of gun you stuff? You can make fun of gun stuff a little bit, but I would just say a little bit? do not make fun of hunters. Mm. Hunters. Hunters. There was just a big bear hunting situation that occurred in Florida. It was supposed to last seven days, but it only took three for them to murder about three hundred bears and then they were like good job guys and they they uh, canceled it <laughs> because the floridians you know it's tough to get them out of their houses but uh, a hell of a way to do it is to tell them they can go kill a bear <laughs> <laughs> that'll do it that gets you right out of your so home here's the thing so in all fairness ben like yes we can't make fun of russia but i don't give a fuck because i can make fun of everything else that's for right for example like uh, the host of the show lee camp great comedian activist out of occupy type dude all that stuff he did like 300 of this web series, his video blog called Moment of Clarity. Mm-hmm. He never once did one of them about like critiquing the Russian state, right? His whole thing is talking about corporate America and all that sort of stuff. So sure. we look at it as this kind of punk rock thing where we'll get into the belly of the beast with this fucking weird country. And uh, we'll use those resources to get out a message that we think is important for America, the country that we love. Right. And is what course, I tell people. This does not, <laughs> and this, yourself. This does not exist in Russia is, what I'm, uh, is the point that's, I'm trying to get to. That's what I said to you there last night. This the reverse cannot exist. That's yeah. right. The Kremlin doesn't have a pro-United States news channel uh, hanging out right near uh, right near uh, the beautiful wall yes. that, it, that it's surrounded by. Yes. And by the same token, the flip side can be in this, this mass media established media in America, unfortunately, is all monetized by the, uh, the advertising model, the corporate model. Mm-hmm. And I think in most, in a lot of ways, obviously, you know, free market does lead to innovation and better products and stuff like that. But when it comes to media and they are beholden to sponsorship that has a certain message, oftentimes a message that is connected with the government in very many ways. The military-industrial complex. Yes. Northrop Grumman, for example. Every yes. time CNN wants to get us into a war, Northrop Grumman pays a hell of a lot more money on their ad dollars. Yeah, exactly. And so, like you saying, like, okay, Russia, this is state-sponsored media. In a sense, our mass media is state-sponsored in that respect, too. I mean, not even just the Corporate TV sponsored, media. Corporate-sponsored, yeah. Corporate-sponsored. Like, the New York Times essentially became an extension of the State Department in mm-hmm. 2003 leading up to the invasion of Iraq and stuff like that. And you could argue so, it still is the extension of uh, any liberal government, the New York, New York Times, they, they tend to just repeat their narrative as opposed to actually investigate what these people are saying. I think that, I guess that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, but uh, so, so I think that the media landscape is a very imperfect uh, playing field. Right. So I think it's very easy, and unfortunately, to like dismiss an entire network. Um, like because it's you know funded by Russia, one of the most repressive regimes <laughs> for right. journalists domestically, and that guy probably killed that journalist in front of the Kremlin. I don't know. Of you course, know. yeah. <laughs> but uh, but uh, he and definitely maybe, killed. Maybe he used to be the head of the KGB and put people in wood chippers. I don't know. Maybe know? he blamed the Chechens on a bombing that <laughs> yeah, then got yeah. him elected to the presidency. Uh, yeah, maybe, 
Uh, maybe the only like, thing know. that he wants is a return to the Cold War, and he might destroy the entire world in the process. See, that's where I stop. That's where I stop. Yeah. I don't think that he has this crazy expansionist uh, ethos and vision. I don't think you that he does. I, well, anyway, he definitely the does because the. Uh, I mean, the proof is in his actions. Don't you think? Hold on. A second. <laughs> Wait. Hold on a second. We can talk about that if you like. But yeah, we will. What I'm trying to what I'm trying to say is this, Ben, is that. All of this stuff, because of the stigma around the network, I have a little bit of uh, a frustration because, of course, not. I'm not going to be an apologist even for the entire network or for a rush or anything like that. Right. But in terms of the show specifically, in terms of Redacted Tonight, the level of freedom that we have is more freedom that we would have for a satire show on really any other network from the perspective that Lee wants to do it, how left-wing and radical it is. Right. And how anti-corporate it is and how we directly are making these fake ads that are directly using low logos and making fun of these corporations that the networks aren't going to do because you're not going to make fun of McDonald's if the next spot, right, when it goes to commercial is going to be a fucking McDonald's commercial, you know? Sure. So we have that freedom. That's what we have. Right, right. I mean, you know, I think there is a little Don't bit of a... Don't you think that's d- cool? I think it's wonderful. And I'm not going to sit here and, <laughs> uh, and demonize or criticize you for getting a job. I mean, I would have taken that job in a heartbeat. Um, but it is interesting when you do have someone who is left and progressive, such as Lee Camp, literally being funded by someone who prefers gays in prison as opposed to getting married. You know, Putin, uh, what he has done in Russia, he's taken that country so far back to the bad old days where the freedoms are more limited than ever before and minorities are just being treated like true trash. You know what's crazy? What's what's crazy is, and I didn't know this, a friend of mine, a Russian friend of mine who lived there until he was like 10 years old and he moved to Germany, he was saying even in like the... Like I get well, I guess it was like in the mid yeah in the mid '90s and stuff like that. Even like the early 2000s, there was a much more progressive culture towards gay people. And totally, sort of that. and that has gotten rolled back in a really really intense right. way. And there's a really scary thing happening in Russia right now with the, how crazy the state power is connected with the Russian Orthodox Church, and it really is a gnarly mm. kind of fucked up thing where right. they are working and they are really are working together and stuff like that. And domestically, the media that Russian people are getting, it's very much like it's a scary world out there. And but the uh, the state and the government. They're gonna they're gonna keep you safe. Right. Absolutely, I have. There was no iota of uh, you know. There's no like uh, insanity in my mind that's like, oh yeah, Russia's doing this because they care about civil liberties in America. No, it's like during the civil rights movement where uh, you know. Uh, the Soviets would give money to certain civil rights organizations and stuff like that, not because they cared about civil rights, but because they wanted to be like, oh, look, you're showing that there's dissension and problems in America. Uh, we like that for our message so people realize that uh, America's doing some of the same things that they critique us about but Americans aren't aware of. And from the civil rights perspective, they're like, hey, man, it's not a perfect world. We need resources in order to get this message out. You know, people are being subjugated. So that's kind of the and way And again, I the great it. irony, though, so we do have to point out uh, this is one area where the United States, we do have a lot of freedoms that, uh, you know, obviously you, we are constantly fighting to protect them. But again, uh, this channel does this not exist happen. in Russia. Hey, the absolutely. inverse of it doesn't oh, exist. Without question. But anyway, let's go to. Let uh, me say something right before yeah, that. Go on. And then on them, because this is a very important point that you made. Uh, for example, as Noam Chomsky says, he says, we do have a very free society. We do. In terms of press, relatively speaking, we have a very, very free uh, press and culture. However, we have self censorship. We right. have a certain spectrum of thought that is acceptable and is okay. Now, what? who do you think is more responsible for that censorship? My argument, I would say it would be the more liberal left the elite liberal left are the ones who are constantly halting conversation do you do you put the onus on them as far as the political correct culture it becomes a cliche 
You know, everyone's like, oh, the political correct culture is uh, halting speech. But you have a situation, we discussed it on last week's episode with MSNBC, Melissa Harris Perry, discussing how you shouldn't say the word hard worker, the words hard worker any longer, because slaves were hard workers and nobody else can be because they they, they were the hardest workers of all. Which is true. Yeah, that's fucking insane. And, like, uh, that PC shit is bullshit. But here's, here's what it is. I don't see myself caring about or liking or identifying with, I don't even like... That you like using the word liberal on people like her or people like MSNBC. I know liberals become a dirty word now. People say progressive and stuff like that. Right. But both of those words now in a lot of circles are like it's like nauseating. But I don't find establishment media figures in MSNBC and that uh, and that take on things liberal. I find that to be just very very establishment, and I think it's pathetic. But you know? isn't that? But I mean, yes, I totally but agree it with you. It is considered completely liberal. establishment. But right. So I mean, if if it uh, if it's perceived to be liberal, it's liberal. I don't uh, you know that's just the way that that's the way it is. Even sure. if you don't want to identify as it, absolutely. But I don't think the idea that there's because there's things lacking there, then the way to turn is to turn to the right and go to this kind of even more reactionary, divisive, just strange conservative stuff. I mean, right. let me ask you this: the fact that now that you are like uh, sucking the corporate cock of like Fox News or whatever, mm. like would you <laughs> give me more? Give me more. Mm. Mm. Yes. Mm. yes. Mm. I wonder whose jizz tastes better, Vladimir Putin or Rupert Murdoch? I have no idea. <laughs> Rupert you know Murdoch know? hasn't jizzed in thirty years. <laughs> yep, yeah, but you know what? Vladimir Putin has. You've seen him. He like rides Holy... bears to work and shit like that. <laughs> of you know? course. Takes his shirt off. He gets on the fucking horse. It's probably the only way he can come. <laughs> yeah, Dude, I, bet, I, want... I bet Putin's diet is a lot more bland than. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, Murdoch. It's all raw it's, meat. It's all, it's all it's all raw meat and chenchen. Chechen virgin hearts. I don't know. Well, of course. So, yeah, yeah. The thing is, I wanted to pitch a show to the network uh, one day called Burning Down America with John F. O'Donnell. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing is that the Russian government uh, kidnapped my grandpa, my grandma, so now I have to do, like, a show for them. And I always try to do news stories. But before I could do the news story I want, like, there's this machine called the Kremlin-O-Matic 3000 that, like, pushes out the machines <laughs> that I have, like, the stories that I have to do. It's going to be awesome. I have it all planned in my head. But uh, John but, uh, F. O'Donnell burns <laughs> down America. It's going to be huge. I think Donald Trump's already planning on that, by the way. So Way ahead of you, yeah, Way ahead, way yeah, ahead. Yeah, but uh, what do you think about the expansion? I mean, obviously, you probably know more. Did you want to make one more point? One more point, and then, okay. and then I'll talk about the expansion. Because, and I will tell you this, and it's absolutely fine, and it's rad. But, like, we've done over 70 episodes of this show, and I'm so proud of the work yeah. that I've done, you know? But, like in a lot of interviews, I can't even get to the content of what we've done on the show. Favorite thing you've it's done? all the... Uh, um, the Black Lives Matter segment that I did, I got to uh, I got to uh, interview uh, somebody from the movement to save Black Lives. This woman, Dominique Hazard, who works with the Black Youth Project One Hundred, and basically the whole piece was in a response to these butthurt liberals in Seattle who were upset about being called white supremacists by that woman, by by Marissa Janae Johnson during that disruption. And now you're talking about the Bernie Sanders disruption when they went on stage and stopped him from speaking. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. So and basically it was going back to this whole thing about how ba- like liberal white people are really cool with the civil rights movement. But essentially, it has to be on on their terms right. and their timeline, and, and they're definitely like much that. more cooler cooler with it now in history books. Yes, mm-hmm. you know, not yeah. actually the the civil rights movement was extremely um, disruptive. To, yeah. and oh, so yeah. if you're just like trying to go about your average white day, it would be difficult for you to uh, wrap your head around what they were actually uh, you know marching for because you're just trying to get to the post office, but the streets closed because there's a protest. Yeah, I mean that's a good way to put it. I mean this woman that I interviewed, she talked a lot about like uh, <clears throat> Martin Luther King, a letter from a Birmingham jail. What mm. he wrote there and talked about how he was almost more disappointed in these. Uh, 
you know, quote unquote, like liberal white allies and stuff like mm-hmm. that, because they were the ones that more insipidly were like, yeah, you can do this. But like, you know, just wait, wait your turn for mm-hmm. this. You know what I mean? And it was a very kind of patronizing white supremacist thing to do. Completely People hear agree. the term white supremacist and they're just mind shut down. They see like burning crosses and hoods and stuff like that. What white supremacy means is an uncon- unconscious white supremacy, unconscious white bias is just an unconscious sort of understanding that you are in the, uh, you know, you're in the hegemonic class in a country. And mm-hmm. it's just, it just comes from our socialization. And no one is giving up their seat. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. no one is, yeah. like, even yeah. Hillary Clinton can pretend to be so uh, as, uh, as uh, on board with the Black Lives Matters movement as, uh, as she is pretending to be with now. I mean, obviously she's coming against, you know, criminal justice reform, the same woman that put everyone in jail in the 90s. And I yeah, know yeah, people yeah. are like, don't blame her for Bill's no, uh, administration. But she was a massive catalyst. Yes. For the okay, you're, you're ready? Hold problem. on a second, hold on a second. I talk about that all the fucking time. I critique Hillary on all of that shit that she's done. Right. Uh, the, the criminal justice stuff, even the, the Telecommunications Act, which yeah, fucking... the Telecommunications <laughs> Act of 1996, which <laughs> yeah, yeah. fucked up yeah. the media yeah. worse than anything and is one of the things that caused this country to go into a decline. It's sure. the only reason that Marcus is in this basement right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I am 1,000... He is 1,000% serious. That is why I am in this basement instead of on FM radio right now. It's because of the Telecommunications yeah, Act yeah, of 1996. 1996 was yeah. a very interesting... Now, hold on a second, guys. Hold on, guys. But hold on. You cannot discount the fucking, you know, the, the, the climate in the country, the time of the hard-on-crime thing, and the fucking crazy Republican fucking Newt Gingrich fucking Congress and all of that the shit. The silent majority, you yeah. You know what I mean? Of like, that, that was all fucking part of it. They basically put the bill, they were like, Bill, you know you gotta fucking sign this. They all oh, them but together, you can't, no, you know? that's, that's, no, that's, that's bullshit. You gotta saying, I'm claim saying. responsibility. I am, I am, Bill Clinton is the most powerful oh, person absolutely. in the world hey, in the absolutely, 90s. Absolutely yeah. I am, but I feel like if it was the reverse, because you seem to have this weird conservative vibe now. Like, do you ever, no, I don't have a do conservative vibe. Do you ever shit on vibe. the Republicans anymore? Or oh, like, constantly. You're just fine whole, with them? Oh, yeah, no, this show okay. is right down the middle. I'm okay. not sponsored okay. by a tyrant. Oh, Rupert fucking Murdoch? Are you kidding me? They don't pay. They don't even pay. Wait, you don't get paid to go on Red Eye and something like that? No, we don't talk about it. That's a good credit, though. That's great. It's about exposure. Exposure, oh, oh, is that, that exposure that, thing? You're getting yeah, that exposure But I will thing? say this. Yeah. Unlike your Christmas parties, the cheese plates yeah, at yeah, Fox. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. literally getting paid like a mouse. Yeah. They are paying me in brie. <laughs> but I'll take it every damn time. I was just going to spend the money on cheese anyway. Yeah, but anyway, all right, come on. Let's get to it. Are you going to ask me about Crimea? Is that what's going on? I want to talk to you. No, because obviously <laughs> you know a lot more about uh, Russia now than I would assume you did before you started working at the job. We have, uh, we have <laughs> right? I mean, obviously. Yes, I just know a lot about politics in general. You know what I mean? Like, of course, you're a very smart guy. The uh, We have 50 <laughs> troops going in now uh, to Syria. Obama has boots on the ground for the first time. They're there to, uh, you know, help and motivate, uh, you know, the uh, the people who are anti-Assad uh, in yes, Syria. Yeah. But, of course, they're yeah, going to end up doing most of the heavy lifting. I don't think there's any, like, historical precedent for when we've sent in troops to advise and then it's led to any sort of war. You know what I mean? I don't think that's ever happened. No, definitely Vietnam. not. I don't know. I don't think that's ever been a thing. So we have the situation that's <laughs> happening in, in, uh, in Ukraine with obviously, uh, you know, taking over Crimea and then the Ukrainian situation is just a nightmare because you know what happened there marcus mm-hmm. the, the uh, ukrainian president the entire time he was elected because everyone thought he was going to join the eu they thought they were going to get with the euro in the ukraine so the day that he was supposed to announce that they were joining with the eu he says they announced that they're joining with the russians so it was just a long joke that had a terrible punchline and immediately as soon as he said they were going with the russians that's when all the protest starts because he had no idea how human beings work so it was a it was a powder keg uh, that situation a was a total nightmare. Hold on a second. That's uh, that's one take on it. <laughs> um, and there's a lot of accuracy to that. You're talking about Yanukovych was the president and uh, incredibly corrupt dude. One of the, the uh, very, very, like, there was a lot of corruption around that regime and stuff like that. Right. But he was 
elected. You know what I mean? On a, based on a lie. No, 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 no. He did not. He did not. Uh, run on saying that he was going to join the EU upon He implied it. No. it very heavily. No, he didn't because there's a ton of people in that fucking country that don't want to join the EU. There's a right. lot that do. Kiev, that whole scene does, yes. All that Eastern shit, they fucking speak Russian, man. You know what I mean? They, sure. They identify more with Russia than they do they with They speak Kiev. English in Canada. Should we go invade them too on that premise? Uh, Absolutely not. But I'm not saying that, that... I'm not jumping and saying that's a reason to invade them. You know what I mean? Like... uh but we can get to that in a second. But it's interesting, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, but... Would you say that Putin is... Ex- uh, okay, so he goes into Syria. There's no... I mean, I completely understand why he needs Assad. And quite frankly, I agree with Donald Trump when he said uh, Gaddafi and Saddam were both stability, uh, stabilizing figures in the uh, in their respected regions. Dude, sometimes, and I think dude, Assad is as well. Sometimes Trump... And, and as, as fucked up as Assad and as merged as you might be totally. right. But, like, the, uh, the thing that... Sometimes with Trump, I'll be like, ah, oh, I... I agree with him 100%. You have to a lot of the time because he's all over the place. Yeah, he's got yeah, he's all over the place. When he said when he said the super PAC thing, like he almost got like a bunch of like Republicans to clap for getting money out of politics when he said like these super PACs. Well, that's are bad. the greatest you irony of I mean? the billionaire presidential yeah. campaign. He's spending nothing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's what that's the fucking media is giving him all that free press. He's like, I can't even spend it because and that's because they fucking you know because they know it's good ratings right. and that's what sucks and that's why I, what, oh that was the point that I wanted to make is that the free market doesn't necessarily work in terms of creating better media, i.e. fucking PBS Frontline is fucking straight up baller, yep. okay, you know what I mean? The BBC, uh, you know, news hour, half hour thing is awesome, yep. and those are not competition-based, uh, monetized, free market uh, news outlets, and they have better critical analysis. I agree. So I think when it comes to the fourth estate, which is what they call journalism, mm-hmm. it should it should be separate from these more these market forces, because look at fucking Fox News, look at CNN, look, look at MSNBC, they're a fucking farce. And, uh, you know, and some of the content RT Merck is really pretty good. You yeah, know well, I mean? ironically, PBS <laughs> and uh, BBC are both government funded, at least partly. And, of course, the Republicans, That's what I'm also, saying. they made a terrible decision. You know, Mitt Romney did not help his case whatsoever when he promised in 2012 to get rid of Big Bird. Uh, <laughs> you know, as a, as a presidential <laughs> yeah. candidate, maybe don't rip do away that. your you childhood do icons. Yeah, that might can't. not be the best thing ever. Yeah, that's not, that's not great, man. No, I agree with you. So we are discussing two different forms of uh, media bias, and I do want to yes. get into media bias. Obviously, with uh, state sponsors meet a uh, state sponsored media. The bias is going to be different because they have a different goal than when it's a corporate sponsored bias, right? This is why we're never actually going to get to the bottom of the obesity epidemic in this country or the pharmaceutical epidemic in this country. Carly Fiorina, for example, when she was discussing losing her daughter to drugs, she implied that she was doing street smack or OD'd on a couple of bong hits of weed when in reality her daughter, her stepdaughter, yeah. had died from pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Again, in Indiana, we have a heroin epidemic because of the OxyContin uh, bubble burst when it went up, and they do a needle share program. That's how bad because people were getting AIDS in Indiana. So you, we don't get to hear the truth when it comes to uh, certain very wealthy pharmaceutical industries or, uh, or Northrop Grumman. The fucking because, war industry. Because that, the, those are bought and sold. They, they, they pay for the content that we're watching on uh, the um, mass media in the country, right, on television. You ready for this? But I'm saying, with, with Russian television, where, where do you feel you have more freedom because you are state sponsors as, as opposed to corporate sponsored? Okay. Well, a couple of things that have to be explained. There's RT International, right? That's like the umbrella network that is based out of London and Moscow. That's RT, okay? Then there's other 
um, kind of production uh, pro- production uh, houses underneath it are different channels, so to speak. There's RT America, which I'm on. There's RT Spanish, which airs in a whole bunch of Spanish-speaking countries. There's RT Arabic, and there's RP- RT Deutsch, and there's RT France, and there's going to be like, and then there's going to be a new hub coming out of Ireland. So this is a RTD2. Thing. Yeah, RTD2. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. It's going to be a great, very yeah. boring channel so, only for the machines. <laughs> so you ready for this? Yeah. So in terms of RT America... What we are really good at is talking about all sort of like surveillance state stuff. We'll right. really get into NSA surveillance stuff, all sorts of kind of like uh, corporate corruption, corporate welfare. So, like, let's say there's a gap in coverage of, you know, calling out Big Pharma for stuff and things sure. like that. And, and, you know, and other examples, that is someplace that RT America will really uh you know, hit its stride and do all of that thing. A lot of the stuff with, like, uh, police brutality, all mm-hmm. of that stuff, you know what I mean? Um, so all of those things. But if you want so if you want to learn really, like, the underbelly of some of the gnarly things that are not being covered uh, in the States, you should, go to a, you should go to a network that has somewhat of a, you know, in, incentive to get that information out there. But if you want to know, like, the dark underbelly of what's going on uh, in Russia and stuff like that, just go to any other Western outlet, you know? Right. But some people... Uh, can't see that nuance to actually take the good from the bad. And there's another layer of separation because we're an editorial show and we're mm-hmm. a satire show. We're a com- an editorial comedy show. So we essentially, we look and we we, we scour independent journalists, um, you know, alternative media outlets, we look at mainstream media outlets as well, find the stories we want to do. We, you know, we go we go tell our, like, or, or the uh, the manager of the of the network what we want to do. And he goes, okay, and we do it. It's amazing. So you would agree that if you only watch RT, you're not going to be getting the full picture of the world. And I would say that if you only watch CNN, MSNBC, or um, One America News, you're not going to be getting the full picture either. Oh, well, I, think, I think you have to look at multiple outlets, of course. Right. But I think there are some things that RT America does very well, because I think there's some really great, like, very... Like, progressive rad radical uh journalist there and it's pretty much all american people but we get into a war let's just say what happens now in syria when we go and we yeah, have boots I, on the yeah, ground yeah, yeah, yeah. okay let's uh, gonna, an, yeah. a united states soldier dies accidentally this is obviously that someone did die last week but it wasn't at the hands of the uh of the russians Thank the russians God. are going to have to be very <laughs> careful where they bomb now hold on they're going to have to yes. be much more careful with where this they bomb what i'm asking you is this shit i got a question coming here so um <laughs> So we have – this is a proxy war, which in Syria, it's a real – I hate the term proxy war because, you know, we have it in Yemen, and people are just like, no, nah, it's not a real war. Vietnam, technically a, a, a proxy war. It's a real war to the people living in these countries. Mm. Don't tell them it's a proxy war. That, that's the whole – it's not a preseason <laughs> yeah, game to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. this is this is the it's, Super Bowl every yeah. goddamn day. So what yeah, happens – it totally relegates them to, what like, do you lesser think, value of life. What do you think happens when the United States and the Russians – actually meet on the grounds in Syria. Do you think this would affect your uh, your show whatsoever? I'm serious because yeah. when when wars begin, they, they when the US government wants to crack down hey, on information, they do a very good job of it. All right. Uh, first of all, I think of all of the tragedy going on in Syria me worrying about my comedy gig should, I, I should agree. necessarily have to be. I'll be like, oh, yeah, man, this is so fucked up. All these multiple millions of Syrians displaced. Yeah, yeah, Everybody's yeah. dying. Everybody's fucked up. I was like, you know, now it's making it really hard for me to do my comedy show. But that's that's how war affects the uh, Americans. Yes. But you, you know, know what? Let me, so, let me tell you this. So let me tell you this. Uh, ben, let me tell uh, you this. Distant from yes, it. you're right. You're absolutely right. I, used to, I mean, I remember I used to do a joke for years. It was just in the middle of my set. I'd just be like, 
we're at war. You know, like we, we're at war. Just even just saying right, that right, we were right, so right. detached from it, how long the Iraq thing was just like, you know, was lingering on and on. But right. I, I mean, um, it was just a reality. We live in reality yeah. television wars. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's true. It's fucked up. But I think, I'm fucking think it's fucked, so fucked up that now. American troops and Russian troops are both in the fucking ground in Syria with like the pretense of just fucking fighting ISIS and 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 it's it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems like they're there really are both sides are working to kind of do what they want to do here, you know, and it seems like I don't know how it's going to play out. I mean, Putin is an absolute genius. There's no denying that. KGB, I mean, the man knows how to plan violence. He is a king at planning Well, hold on a second, hold on a second, violence. hold on a second. I will never, I will never uh, for one second be a Vladimir Putin apologist. At the same time, are we not? Uh-oh, he's fucking- about to apologize no, for it. Marcus, <laughs> isolate the footage. Jay Fudd, I- I'm getting you, Jay Fudd. No, you're a great guy. Everyone that is listening know that I love Jonathan Donald. Love- we love each other. Everyone loves each other. No, I'm not critiquing. What, what, what I'm saying is, are we not some of the biggest arbitrators of state violence in the world, America? Totally. yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Why are you so much more likely right now or so far in this interview to or this conversation to jump on the Putin thing. Yeah, we all know that. Because he's about, winning. Hey, let's talk about this country that we're in, that we care about, that we love, and how fucked up our government is and some of the things that they're doing in our name, you know? Like, look like you brought up Yemen, yeah. okay? Yemen is a fucking failed state now, okay? Totally. And you know what? You know what? I know stories of, like, there's 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 this, there's this guy, this, uh, this, this Yemeni guy who... Um, his name is Al Muslimi is his last name. He came over to high school, and he studied high school in America. It was his first experience in America. He loved everything about it. He became friends with somebody that was, like, in the like a, an Air Force family, so he'd go to their house for holidays and stuff like that. He goes back to Yemen, his village, telling everybody about how much he loves America. The only thing they know about America are his stories. Then, comes some years later, mm-hmm. they do a drone bomb there. They right. don't get the guy they want. They kill a whole bunch of innocent people. He said that one drone bomb did more to radicalize that village than any fucking psychotic proselytizing terrorist jihadist could have ever done. You Completely know? agree. So Obama's why? drone war is one of the most offensive foreign policies we've ever had in this country. Yeah. So what so what I'm saying is like yes. Yeah, Putin is a fucking, you know, he's like a he's a he's a dictator, right? Right. But we have this fucking crazy sense that no matter what, we get to have this moral fucking majority, this moral authority, this moral high ground. And I don't, I don't buy it. Well, I, I think say- what that comes from is the individualism of Americans. Because we're all very individualistic people is that we can always things like, well, I don't believe that. Well, I don't think that's I don't I don't th- I wasn't the one that did that. That was somebody else. That was far away. Yes, we can all be Americans together, but we are also very much individuals. In a way that's even worse because we reconcile all sorts of uh, all sorts of things. We we reconcile the way that we live our life as being detached from the fact that policies that we have abroad allow us to live this life, and it comes off the backs of people in a very painful. I, I completely sl- agree like, with you. Based way, I completely agree with you, and we've said it many many times on this show. U.S. foreign policy is many countries' domestic policy. We monitor we uh, monitor and control and police. The majority of the world, there's no denying that. The United States, for all intents and purposes, is still the number one superpower. The Chinese are doing very, very well. But still, when all is said and done, we still win the culture war. No one in China, uh, no one uh, you know, in Europe is dressing like the Chinese. They dress like the Americans. They listen to American music. American culture, that's our number one export, is American uh, you know, movies and television and things like that. So this is really where our foothold 
uh, in, the, yeah. in the minds of the world uh, exists. Yeah, there's an expat-driven English-speaking stand-up scene in Berlin, Germany. There's not an expat-driven right. German-speaking stand-up <laughs> scene in New York City. Right. So I agree, <laughs> I agree yeah. with what you're saying, right? I mean, obviously, the United States has had extremely controversial so, and foreign policy. Of that, and a lot of domestic things, But at things the same too. time, you, can't, but you have to play in the theater. You, when, when the theater changes... When the when world uh, events change, this is why Obama's going into Syria. You have to address the fact that Putin is also definitely trying to expand uh, his control. He's going to go into the Baltics next. I mean, these things are. This is a real policy that that uh, Vladimir Putin has. You think he necessarily has this expansionist policy? Do you not think? And very, it very well may be so. It very well may be so. This dude Ray McGovern, who worked for the CIA for a very long time, and then he like became like a whistleblower, and then he's kind of like he gave back a bunch of his medals. But he was like worked for the CIA from like JFK through uh, George H W Bush, right? And, uh, and then he started this organization called you know Retired CIA uh, Veterans to Restore Sanity or something like that. It's called right? very small group. Eight people sharing, like eight folks chilling. Twelve Krispy Kremes. <laughs> be like, oh, we both get two. That's great. Great. We get two each, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but anyway, he talks about how this all is about uh, Putin feeling like backed into a corner because of this expansion of NATO. Okay, because hold yeah, on, no, no, I don't, I don't I mean, disagree. Yeah, if, if, yeah, but you know what? It's weird. Ben just, Ben just, for you guys at home, Ben just made a face like it was like the most like nauseating thing ever, and then no, it's just because said, I'm just, I don't disagree. No, I you mean, I, I, mean? I, no, I, I just don't have sympathy for Putin backed into a corner. <laughs> hey, I mean, I think that's where pitfalls. Hey, dude, belong. I'm not saying that I agree, man. I don't have no. sympathy for that. But do you want to understand the geopolitical situation of it? Or, yeah, of course, you know what of I mean? course. Like, yeah. Okay, so. Yeah. After the Cold War was over, there was an informal agreement. Uh, it was supposed to be a formal agreement between, like, the U.S. ambassador and uh, Gorbachev that what was going to happen is, like, yeah, you know, uh, Germany is going to be reunified, which I know freaks out Russia because 20 million Russian people got murdered in World War II. Mm-hmm. Um, think about that for a second. But um, Many by the Russian government themselves, yeah. Well, that was that was afterwards. Then Stalin did all that. But, uh, but uh, right, or is that... Is no, that, that was when they they forced all the farmers to fight, and the U, and the Russian military literally had their guns aimed at the farmer's head. So if they didn't fight, then they would get shot. Really, a tough predicament. <laughs> yeah. If you're yeah, a Russian really farmer during World War II, <laughs> you, you got to like, choose a different profession. You're damned yeah. if you do. You're oh, damned you're if so, you don't. Man. You imagine your own military <laughs> with a bullet to the back of your head, and you got Then you're looking at the Germans coming with their huge, ridiculous, clunky gas, uh, you know, yeah. uh, filled machines. Yeah. Terrified. And, and, yeah, and then if was... you lose, they just burn everything down anyway. Yeah, the scorched earth. That's pretty chill. Burn it the, down. Uh, I went, dude. I went to the Soviet War World World War Two Memorial in Berlin because, like, you know, Germans knocked down most of the Soviet era like architecture and stuff, but they yeah. didn't touch the World War Two Memorial. It's fucking crazy. There's like a there's a, the 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 main thing of it is there's this huge Russian soldier holding a, a he's got a child on his arm. He's got mm. this huge sword. And the sword's at his feet, and it's crushing a swastika. And it's like a broken swastika. It's fucking awesome. He kind of wanted it in my basement. (laughs) That is, say what you want about the Russian thing. I got propaganda. They do. Some of the best. They do, because I see all the war memorials in D.C., and I'm like, Guys, come on, step it up, man. <laughs> kind of boring, yeah. But anyway, no, go, get back go, to it. Okay, yeah. back to it. So, so basically, the whole the whole deal was like, all right, we're going to reunify Germany. You're going to pull all your Russian troops out of Eastern Germany, but we promise we will not. NATO will not step one like one boot further east, right? Then you cut to through Clinton, twelve extra countries joined sure. NATO, right? Hey, you know what? If these countries have sovereignty and they want to join NATO, that's completely fine. You know what I mean? But 
the idea of Ukraine joining NATO, whether they join the EU, that's fine. Not ideal from Russia's perspective. But them joining NATO, they can't fucking handle that. They can't handle mm-hmm. another military power right there. And okay. that is what... Uh, this guy, George McGovern, the CIA dude, said is Not the George McGovern. I'm sorry. Um, John McGovern. Is that what you no, said no, earlier? No, 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 George no, no, McGovern no. is a right. much you're different You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but anyways, so George McGovern. Wait, wait, guys, guys, guys. You're right. George McGovern was a vice presidential candidate, right? But, uh, it was a pres- presidential candidate president who chose candidate. a vice president that had major mental illness, and uh, then he completely uh, derailed his entire campaign. Mm-hmm. Okay. And who did, I forget this. Who he ran against, too? He ran against? Nixon, I believe. Okay. Um, Tricky dick. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, okay, so yeah, he was the one that guys, allowed Nixon to win forty nine states. Yeah. But anyway, Ray, oh yeah, you're right, you're right. Ray McGovern, Ray McGovern, Ray McGovern. Right? Okay. But anyway, so yeah, so that's uh, that's what he said was the catalyst for it. And this whole thing with this Yanukovych thing, you very well may be right that he campaigned on saying he was going to join he the did. EU. I'm not a hundred percent sure of that, but I will look it up. But he said that um, basically the uh, the whole idea was that that these kind of protests when they started and stuff, we immediately got involved in order to make sure that when this new Ukraine is made, it's going to be made in, in our, you know, in our image, how sure, we want it to be. Yeah. Like as in, did you hear that? Did you ever hear that YouTube clip from Victoria Noland? Mm-hmm. She was the undersecretary of state for that region. No, I didn't hear it. There's a, there's her on the phone talking to the U S ambassador to the Ukraine, talking about who they want to put in as the prime minister. And they're saying, like, right. this guy would be, this guy Yatsenyuk, this guy Yats would be best because he uh, used to run their World Bank there. And then she's like, yeah, fuck the EU. We're going to do what we want to do with this. So it's basically completely mm. showing that, yeah, um, I don't know what the fucking will of the people is in the Ukraine. Um, I know a lot of people around Kiev would much rather be aligned with the West. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Um, Without question, to say that that uh, Putin just did this as like a mad dog waking up one day to grab land, I have. N- that's very. Uh, that's very silly. It's not. I, that's that is by no way justifying what he did. I mean, as Noam right. Chomsky said, it's illegal according to international law. All that sort of stuff was the referendum yeah. that like ninety eight percent said they ninety six percent said they wanted to rejoin. Was that legit? I mean, I don't know. You know, but I would probably say not really. But <laughs> yeah, they uh, always uh, go for the ninety eight ninety nine percent. Like well, go for want- like seventy six. Like. <laughs> Seventy six percent. That's yeah, pretty yeah. good. Eighty two. Okay, <laughs> going to odd number. No one ever goes to odd number. Eighty three percent. You just need over fifty, right? <laughs> of course. No, and, and there is no denying. And don't misunderstand that Vladimir Putin is extremely smart, and obviously he's making these foreign policy decisions for a rational reason in his defense. But a lot of people uh, to defend he, his country. But yeah. a lot of people think that he's just not. A lot of people think he's just He's extremely smart. That's what Donald... Every single time Donald Trump speaks, he discusses how foreign leaders are smarter than uh, American leaders. Mm -hmm. And I think he's absolutely correct. I love when he says that. He's like... He's like... Our leaders are stupid. The Mexican, they're way, they're way smarter than us. <laughs> you know, it's so ironic. How so he, stupid. He's only getting 11% of the Hispanic vote, you know, because his illegal immigration, uh, his big debut didn't exactly <laughs> come across. A whole boobies. entire you know, race of people, rapists. rapists. Yeah. It's like, rapists. it's going to be tough to come back from well, and you know, But you know why he said that? He said that because uh, it was something about, like, what, 78% of uh, women uh, claim to have been raped once they come over the border. Mm-hmm. And But, of course, this is on their way through uh, whatever regions they're coming through, these coyotes, you know, believe it or not, women aren't treated with the most respect and especially when uh, speaking about uh, you know being put in a corner when you have when you've given somebody your entire life savings to smuggle you into the United States sure. and that person rapes you one night well you guess what you're moving again on Tuesday so you know who are you going to what judge are you going to and their you job know? title so is, the is coyote their job title is coyote <laughs> right and uh, <laughs> like the very talented musician the uh, the female musician coyote 
Oh, you gotta know. Beyonce? Not Beyonce. No, blonde, old now, folk singer. Oh, Joan she, Baez. Joan Mitchell. Joni Mitchell. Joni Mitchell. Um, I so love Joni Mitchell. I love Joni Mitchell. <laughs> what, anyway, does not she a have fan. an album called Coyote? She has a song ca- oh, uh, Coyote. called Coyote. Yeah, I was, you're not a fan of Joni Mitchell? Yeah. I feel like what that's you totally mean? your cup of tea, Marcus. Yeah. Joni anyway, Mitchell? I, it's I mean, not a music pie. We can't go on with Joni Mitchell. Yeah. I will say, if, if we could just all listen to Joni Mitchell every yeah. single day, everyone would get, to, get, get that along song, better. Case of You. I could drink a case of you. Mm. It's really, I mean, I can't sing like that. Kind of a disgusting song, actually. <laughs> if you think about, about what. wine. That would, oh, is it wine? Yeah. Oh, okay. Is she looking at a bottle of Franzia in the video? Or? No, or you thought it was like uh, a case okay, of beer. Anyway. I could drink a case Box. of fucking natty Yeah, man. Right, right, right. Um, anyway, so that was the premise of Donald Trump's ridiculous comments about Mexicans, uh, you know, being rapists and things like yeah. that. But so, but what he, do you think he, about this whole thing? What do you think? What do you think the deal is? Like, uh, do you? How do you think this is all gonna gonna play out? Do you think that we are really headed for this uh, Cold War 2.0? Well, it's so different now. The Cold War was a great time in a lot of ways because we had two superpowers. I mean, it's such a multi-powered world at this point uh, that what would it look like? It's going to look like exactly what it is, I suppose, which is a series of perceived small proxy wars. Where <laughs> you can't just Obama, say he hates it. I hate it. I, know, I hate it. It is and Obama, it's actually really offensive to, proxy to, war to say that. To like criticize that. Barack Obama in this situation, and I'm going to do it. When uh, Clock Boy got arrested, mm-hmm. and I thought wrongfully arrested, although the clock did kind of look like a bomb, but you don't hand people got to stop handcuffing children. That officer who threw that girl uh, who was sitting at the desk, who, by the way, and that was in South Carolina, everyone on social media was like, they fired him. Thank God. The reason that the cops got, the reason the sheriff fired the officer wasn't because he attacked the girl. It was because he threw her. And when he threw her, it broke company policy, cop policy, to maintain control at all times. Mm. So that's why he got fired. They loved the fact that he hit her in the first place. <laughs> totally on board. Obama speaks for that. Obama speaks for Clockboy. We go into Syria, the first boots on the ground, which he promised not to do, the first boots on the ground under his administration, and he sends out Jay Carney. You send, you're sending United States citizens, uh, daughters and sons of U.S. citizens to war. You should at least put politics aside and come to the podium and tell the American people why. No, 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 man. You Putin, keep it up. I will say, in Putin's defense, at the very least, he is bragging about it. <laughs> yeah, man. But what Obama's doing is he's trying to slip it under the radar. He's trying to slip if it he, under the radar. If he comes out and he makes a statement about it, then Obama speaks about Syrian uh, boots on the ground or right. boots on the ground in Syria. But if Jay Carney, who knows? Who the fuck's Jay Carney? We know yeah. Jay Carney. His name is Jay Carney. It sounds like he should be giving you a softball so you can hit a whole series of ducks off a random goddamn carnival game. Jay Carney. I'm, Jay I'm Carney. also a Carney. Yes. Yeah, I was kind of kind of cursed with the name, and then I just kind of went with the profession. I'm Jay Carney. I run the Tilted World down in AC. I also speak on behalf of the president. Well, only when we're going to war. Only during only during the most important decisions of, uh, decisions a president can make. Life and death decisions. Well, here's the thing, man. Like, so... But it, what what is uh what is uh Obama supposed to do in terms of people? I guess more hawkish people said he should have moved on Syria earlier, Sooner, faster, yeah. right? So now though, like those same people are gonna are they are they happy that he's putting troops in there? They don't know because the, he he's not putting enough in there. So Senator John McCain, for example, very upset because he's not doing enough. Okay, I mean, do you know, I I just think I'm just trying to think about how crazy fucking dangerous this is. Now it's like. There's fucking Russian troops yep. and American troops yep. in fucking Syria. And, yes, I'm sure, I know for a fact there's probably been, you know, I'm, 
I know there's been U- troops, U.S. troops, of some course. of that stuff going on in there. But now the fact that it's just sort of like publicly known to people that mm-hmm. it's just reported, it almost looks like, okay, this is the next chess move that the powers to be decided to do to let us all know that now there's both countries have soldiers in there and, and we're going to see how we go next. Right. Oh, something's going to be fucked up. Oh, no, Putin is not just going after ISIS. He's, he's, he's fighting, uh, you know, he's, he's killing... He's killing Kurds and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and then we have to, and then, oh, what would happen? Oh, they bombed the place there. It's like, but here's the thing, man. It's both sides are so easily going to be able to justify who fucked with who first there. Oh, that totally, of it's course. It's not going to be a problem, you know? Mm-hmm. But let me ask you this. Are you, though, going to, I'm not going to take a fucking, I'm going to look at it from, this is fucked up. I'm tired of all of these different state powers, including ours, Figuring out that the only way they can do this is by keeping waging these wars. There's got to be other ways to do it. Well, I mean, theoretically, he's going in to preserve the uh, culture and the life of the residents of Syria, right? This is why people uh, rationalize war. Theoretically, we dropped two bombs on the Japanese to end World War II to hopefully save millions of lives. Is it true? I mean, we don't know. I don't the, know. I d- didn't look like the Japanese were giving up anytime soon. No, 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 no. It would have been a horrible war. It yeah, would have been they maybe say much we longer. We would have lost a million people. Yeah. That's so, a lot of people. Yeah. So, right. So, these are the difficult decisions you have to make. So, for Obama now is to send true? in 50 foot, you know, 50, you know, ground troops, which is obviously not true. I mean, it's going to be much more than that. Well, the thing is, I mean, um, I don't understand why people just don't continue with how well I got, you know, training and arming the moderate Syrian rebels from other countries. Was was working? Yeah, out. the thing you that for, I mean? the thing that formed ISIS. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That's a different. Thing. Brilliant idea. A, a different thing formed ISIS. That was the invasion of Iraq in 20, 2003. It was that the was worst a, decision of all time, and Hillary Clinton voted for it. And also Libya, Libya falling, dropping Libya did that, and then all yep. of the. You know, I don't know, like there was like the armory that Libya had and suddenly those weapons, I don't know, somehow they got smuggled through Turkey. Oh, it's amazing. All of a sudden, yeah. Then a bunch of Iraqi soldiers ran away from their weapons and gave them to ISIS, Mm -hmm. something like that. No, but I'm talking about uh, there was a truly incompetent uh, State Department of Defense, uh, like CENTCOM operation, where they're trying to train, they were trying to train moderate Syrian rebels to fight both Assad and ISIS. Speaking what about sort of the- fucking crazy superheroes are these? Number right. one. Number two, this is true. I did a whole piece about this on the show about how they had um they were giving psychological evaluations to determine moderateness. Okay. Mm. And it was like less than it was like less than a ten minute sort of psych eval to determine whether or not they could get into this program to go and get trained. Right. Um, and if not, if they were too extreme, they wouldn't get in. So wait, wait, so it's like, oh, you're too extreme? You're not going to get in? So then you just, like, let the person go and then go kill them because they're a fucking jihadist? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was fucking insane. It know? is very insane. I completely agree. What a difficult task that would be. And that's why, <laughs> but you hear people discussing, we're arming moderate rebels in Syria, but nobody is just like, what? does that mean and what does it mean for syria what's a moderate in syria they might be the most extreme conservative by united states standards they could i mean what do they do give him a knife and show him a picture of a chick and if he doesn't stab her he's moderate exactly i mean what exactly. do you do and this is the thing there is there is criteria for determining moderateness psychologically it's called the uh the Leahy test, and but that only- not named after the senator. I hope <laughs> no, it's named after the character from Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, it's a it's a shit test. Yeah, yeah. I love. By the test. way, if you have not watched Trailer Park Boys, the best comedy, honestly, to come out of Canada since John Candy. Dude, yeah. I think it's one of the funniest shows I've ever I agree, seen. It's I agree, one of my yeah. favorite things to fucking watch. But uh, anyway, I don't know who the fuck is named after. But uh, the. Uh, this is the thing. The Leahy, the Leahy tests or laws only apply 
if you're going to be training and arming uh, forces from another state because these moderate rebels are not associated with the state government. They're not right. even subject to that minimal level of testing in order to determine moderateness. It's truly a joke. Like some of the things mm-hmm. is this is like they're putting their name. One of the big things they do is they put their name through a database, but the database is very imperfect over there because they don't have both people's names. They only have first or last names. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to find out who the person is that way. You know, yeah. a first name, not yeah. exactly a great. Oh, let's uh, type Mohammed into this yeah. <laughs> database. You know Turns I mean? out he's actually a prophet. <laughs> so you're, uh, I don't know if that makes you a moderator or not, but you're a prophet, so you're free to have a gun. I don't know. Give him a gun. Give him a gun. Oh, oh, fuck, he's a prophet. RPG. Another My name, I'm Jesus. My name is Jesus. Another, Son of God. Jesus Christ. Another one of the, uh, another one of the, the, uh, the follow-up tactics is to, uh, Ask a friend or family member if they're extreme or moderate. What, are they trying to get on a sprint plan? <laughs> uh, saving a phone bill plan so you can save some cash? Could there will be a like, man calling you. Here's what you say. <laughs> Here's what you say. Yeah, right. you, imagine you'd be like, so is your, what's your son about? Like a mom's mm-hmm. like, oh, he hates America. Like, right. <laughs> so we can all agree the entire process of arming uh, people all around the world that we perceive to be with us because we're buying them off. Do you want to I mean, hear- you buy, we buy right. these people off on a regular basis. And then when we choose to no longer support them, as soon as we have a change of will, as soon as a more dangerous group uh, arises, then we just shift our money elsewhere. Yeah. And uh, and it's... like you mentioned earlier with the drone attacks, every single bomb that occurs, uh, that goes off in those regions, uh, for everyone that is dead, there's 10 people who are super, super pissed. Yeah, I read about stuff. I mean, and who knows if this is actually true, but it was uh, on a, a Reddit thread that was saying, like, what uh, things about uh, the war over in the, in the Middle East, the wars over in the Middle East, uh, that kind of surprised you and these guys were saying that a lot of these uh, Afghanis that are fighting uh, they're being paid by you know the 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 extremists and they catch this guy and he's like yeah I'm just I'm just doing it you know because they're paying me and I'm I'm starving I have to feed my family somehow and if they're you like work in Los- but what they were saying is that they were like well how much are they paying you and they're like he's like well about five bucks and they go yeah here's ten here's ten bucks yeah you- and, it, and it just and he was like yeah okay thank you now we're now I'm an American fighter if you live in Las Vegas you are a bartender wow. or you work at a casino yeah. if you are a young boy in the Middle East looking for some cash you go to war. Yeah, that is the mat. That's the job. That is mm-hmm. literally the only thing there well, is to you can do. Also, you can also call it something that's called like a a bum bum boy or something like that. Where like, well, you just get raped a whole bunch by well, generals. Yeah, by generals and by military contractors like Dino Corp and stuff like that. You got to go to over there in Afghanistan. Yeah. yeah. Which I did a piece about Dino Corp and their office is a couple blocks away from where I work. Dino Corp? Go into Dino Corp a little bit. I actually don't know anything about this. It's interesting. I don't know a ton about them, but I do know that they're like, they, uh, they're basically, they train mercenary armies. You know what I mean? That's their deal. You're Blackwaters uh, of the world, right? mm -hmm, Yeah. And they, uh, like they'll train like some, like another one, like Triple Canopy is one of these other ones, right? And so they, and they have some really fucked up stuff. Like they, there's all this bad stuff they did in, in Serbia where they like, you know, they like uh, they just they just hired this like Afghani boy and they just fucked him a ton. And, and of course, there was a huge scandal with a, uh, a series of Marines who broke up a pedophile situation that was happening in Afghanistan. That's the premise of the conversation we're having right now. Basically, in Afghanistan, they raped these boys uh, in ways that Jared Fogel can only imagine. Hmm. And then when the boys are <laughs> of age, uh, they send them out with a gun. To go and, uh, and and murder. So you can imagine the rage uh, that these children have after being victimized for so many years at the hands of these disgusting men. 
and then they give him a gun, and the boy finally gets to go and have some power. It's a hell of a way to make a militant personality and to create a uh, soldier that wants to kill and uh, has no problem taking human life whatsoever. So from that point of view, the Afghanistan army, I suppose they have a good idea if they want to make like a universal soldier type person, (laughs) but not training him a whole bunch, just uh, having sex with him when he didn't want it. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. Uh, It's uh, disgusting. It's fucked up. The the thing is, so so it sounds like there's just like, Low, like low-paid, like mercenary troops. You're saying all right. over Afghanistan. Yeah, one of the things that we don't talk about so much. It's like, like there's mercenaries all over the place on all sides of this thing. You know, what we don't talk about a lot. Unfortunately, we have a ton. We we never could have possibly sustained these wars and these two fronts in Iraq and Afghanistan uh, for so long, for these 13 years or however long. If um, if it wasn't for mercenary armies, of course. We we have. But you know what? Yes, you say of course. That's never reported on. No, mercenary yeah. army is never reported on in the establishment press. The, like how like and, how yeah. we got people from the Philippines, we got all these people from Brazil, all these different countries going over here pe- being paid a thousand dollars a month. Which well, is yeah, like the more entire Iran Contra under Reagan. I mean, that's exactly what that was when we were funding the Contras. I mean, it's that's. I but I'm like, saying these people are embedded with our soldiers in Iraq, in Afghanistan, all these years. And it's not really talked about that much. Yeah, right? I mean, we we talk about the, the Blackwater and uh, the well, privatized the, war. all the private, yeah. but who, for all intents and purposes, they're those are mercenaries as well. Yeah, they are. Like, they're totally, yeah, right. Blackwater completely totally mercenaries. Yeah, and Dyncorp, yeah. by the way, uh, just landed another seventy-seven million dollar contract Ooh. with the United States government. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And, and that was to, uh, a month ago. Hmm. That yeah, they they're doing that. just fine. They're doing yeah. just fine. Yeah, they are doing just fine. <laughs> and I want to thank them for Al Sharpton's show on MSNBC. Uh, <laughs> Hell of dude, a program, dude. Yeah. It was so this weird. Is, right now in <laughs> Afghanistan, there are thirty thousand contractors working for the Defense Department. Not all of those, of course are um not all of those are military contractors but there's military a lot services. of te- there's a lot of teats to be had in Afghanistan mm. See, right dude now. we unfortunately one thing that's i think is very unfortunate with all of the creativity all of the greatness of America it's sometimes hard when you hear things like that Marcus not to see us as being a war-based economy at this time. And well, I mean, every- I think that it is a war-based economy. War is huge money. We were When we were supposed to go into Syria two years ago or a year and a half ago, the United States media was crazy for... And when I said earlier, reality television wars, news is reality television at its most base point. And people, crisis in Syria, and they would flash these unbelievable graphics. Nobody thought Assad was going to last six months. The fact that he is still in power... He is the most stressed out optometrist on the face of the planet. He's an eye doctor, correct? You know, I always wonder with uh, guys like this, especially like, you know, in Syria and Assad, it's like, does the garbage still go? Like, do they still have these civil services? Like, is there people that are there people yeah. that are working at power plants and, and water treatment facilities? Like, does all that stuff still run? Somebody was telling me, was it you telling me or somebody was telling me within the like Assad loyalist like world, like that Syria's Okay, right. like, you know what I mean. That Syria is downtown Syria. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the capital area. It's actually still functioning like a city. Those it's, guys it's happening are, in all the rural areas. Those yeah. guys go to water parks and they can have other stuff going on. You mm-hmm. know, so I think it's I think it's okay. There. Yeah, I don't know. Well, let's switch because I did. I just wanted to talk more about media bias. Sure. Um, and uh, so I just want to switch a little bit to that uh, with CNBC's last debate with the Republicans. Uh, 
the Republicans are super upset. Reince Priebus, the chairman of the Republican Can National we talk about Committee. How his name is Reince Priebus. We've talked oh, a lot on this right. show about so how his bad. name is Reince Priebus. It sounds <laughs> like right. something you name a pube. <laughs> I mean, it's it's terrible. It sounds like the Prince of Darkness is like underling, 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 <laughs> right. underling. I'm the Reince Priebus. What do you sure you are, buddy? Right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, you're the Reince Priebus. You're the Reince Priebus, buddy. As we, uh, you know, we, we we we're all beginning to work more and more in media, and obviously, you constantly have to toe a line of uh, being able to maintain your soul, maintain your point of view. And uh, your self-respect, while at the same time, you have to um, cowtail to certain things. You know, for example, can't make fun of Russians. I can't make fun of hunters, you know, on Fox News. So, uh, Or the Israeli uh, subjugation of Palestinians. Benjamin Netanyahu is a terrible prime minister. And I'm allowed to say it. 49% of the Israeli population, uh, population agree with me. And when he ran the final two weeks against this Herzog character, he ran... People think Donald Trump is racist. Mm. Benjamin Netanyahu ran. He makes David Duke look like, you know, <laughs> like uh, uh, Jesse Jackson. I mean, it is crazy how terrible Netanyahu's campaign was. Do you think that the... Uh... But I want to talk really quick. Okay. Media bias. Do you see, uh, other than the corporation, so we, have, we talked about the corporate angle, do you think there is a political media bias between the MSNBCs, Fox News's, CNNs, one American News, all the other ones. Did you feel like the CNBC, because you were at the event, did you feel like those com- moderators were actually uh, out, out to get the Republican candidates and discredit them from being president? I think, from my perspective, the entire acceptable spectrum of questions and answers and viewpoints is very narrow. So I think within that box that I find to be a silly box – uh, the questions that the CNBC people were asking were trying to uh, uh, challenge and were trying to call out the Republican primary candidates. Uh, absolutely. Do you think the but, Democrats but, get a similar treatment? Hold on a second. Let me finish. But shouldn't that, of course, be the case? Um, well, in, right. You know, in terms of Democrats getting the same treatment, I feel like it can be the same questions being asked of the Democrats, but they're like less like offensive because they're more aligned with what the Democrats want to say. Right. You know? Um, in terms of asking tough questions to the Democrats, I mean, what would be an establishment like more conservative question? You'd be like, hey, why are you not more religious? Like, is that the fucking question to ask? You know, hey, why do you want to not uh, think that all immigrants are fucking like, uh, you know, are, are criminals? I mean, I would ask questions from more to the left. I would I would call out Hillary on all of right. that stuff, that, that tough on crime shit, all of that stuff, how she's done more to lead to mass incarceration in America, right. how she's been a terrible war hawk, how she's fucking aligned with John McCain for fucking Iran, how maybe she she probably wouldn't have fucking done the Iran deal if unless it was pragmatic for her to do it, how she's changed her opinion on TPP because mm-hmm. now it's finally pragmatic, the Keystone XL pipeline. Right. I mean, they did ask her about that stuff, but nobody at all has actually gone into why the TPP is fucked up right. and all of the intricacies of that, which we fucking have unredacted mm-hmm. multiple fucking times. Times. So that's something that we have the ability to do, but other uh, networks won't necessarily do that because it's kind of boring and it's kind of like fucking like nuanced. And right, it's but wonky, asking Donald you know? Trump if, he, if he's a comic book candidate, that's exciting, sure. And, of course, TPP, I mean, for those that don't know, Trans-Pacific Partnership, basically it does exactly what NAFTA do, uh, did, 
which is uh, ensure slave labor across the world is pretty much what these large trade, uh, you know, uh, packs do. They just uh, we go to countries where, you know, there are no standards. There are no, uh, you know, workers rights whatsoever. And uh, we, we just use slave labor. In that well, way. it's basically but this time. This one isn't even necessarily just going to benefit the U.S. like putting us in like top dog status, like neoliberal style. This one is ceding a lot of power to the multinational corporations mm-hmm. in a way where if some law, even if in our own country, if we pass a law that they interpret inhibits their trade, as in maybe something like a, a minimum wage hike or an environmental regulation or something like that, they can sue the country, including our country, and it'll go to a tribunal, a fucking tribunal made up of people in this kind of like financial lawyers and stuff like oh, that. Oh, if and it's behold. a tri- it's got to be made up of Native Americans. Uh. I'm not participating <laughs> in a tribunal that doesn't have a chief. <laughs> Me either, yeah. You can't co-op the word tribunal no. and not have a fucking chief. Of you course. Know? And Did it I- has to be like, a fire has to be involved, and at some point a huge plume of smoke, smoke must go towards the heavens, and when it dissipates, a chief must say, let us love one. <laughs> Let us love one another. Dude, I just saw this article, like a satirical article somebody wrote about how like like a Native American tribal council to get together to uh to uh investigate idea of giving amnesty to one hundred and forty million Americans. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, that is funny. It's a little, it's clever. So So there is, there is a, uh, I mean, what do you think? Did you think that there was like, I think all this whining about like this thing, do you think like, I mean, Fox News went nuts about this and they were like, see, we told you, liberal bias, liberal bias, liberal bias. Yeah. And now the fucking RNC and fucking CNBC are pulling pulling out ways. Do you think, that it was a gotcha Did thing? I think the uh, com- moderators did a very good job at the last Republican uh, debate? I did not think they did a good job because you have a situation of ego, right? So you have these moderators. Jim Cramer is being brought on. There's another dude getting brought on and uh, to ask the questions to the candidates. And you could just tell that the moderators wanted to inject themselves so heavily into the debate. First of all, it was marketed as a financial debate. This is why it was on CNBC. And there was not one question about uh, you know tax reform, about how, how are we going to get $19 trillion yeah. off the deficit. I mean, it's crazy. We, you know, not, we have a $17 trillion economy, and we don't even talk about talk about any kind of financial uh, fiscal reform whatsoever in these debates. So I thought they did an awful job legitimately as a person who loves asking questions and who loves listening to people's answers. I thought they were pretentious. I thought they were egomaniacal. And I think they were just trying to do it to benefit their own careers. And that doesn't, didn't benefit the American people. Well, you know, I, I, that, so I did think, and, and all those individuals that were asking those questions, maybe not Jim Cramer, are known to be very left people. I mean, you know, you have you have George Stephanopoulos, who uh, not during the CNBC debate, but he hosted a debate in the last cycle. He works with the Clintons. I mean, for I think Hillary Clinton gets a complete pass in these debates. She is the most conservative candidate running, and that's what I think is so ironic with all these people on the left who are uh, touting her as the next big reformer. She is the reason why we are in terrible financial times. Uh, she is the reason. She vote voting records matter, and her record is terrible. Hey man, I 
I don't disagree with these things. And I no one really, brings this up on, course, a, on a, no a democratic one, debate. Yeah, no Bernie Sanders is. has given her a high five right. and literally saying, let's not You're talk right. about emails. You're right, and that bothers me. That that drives me crazy that he's his whole thing is I'm running this positive campaign. And right. yes, that is refreshing to the American people, and that is part of a thing that turns uh, people on about him and stuff like that. But yeah, but the fact that he is giving her a pass in so many ways and even before he ran, right when he started running, he said even if he, if he doesn't get the nomination, he's definitely not going to run as independent and he's going to give all of his support to Hillary. To say that initially, it turns him into this sheepdog figure where he's energizing this progressive ba- the progressive wing of the Democrats and stuff like that. And then if she gets the nomination, which there's somewhat of an inevitability to that, all of these sort of like uh, the the all of his his base is gonna is gonna kind of acquiesce and just vote for her totally. anyway. And this and is why I got a little bit of hate on the uh, Abling and Stop at Facebook group, but you gotta which you got to uh, go join. It's a very very fun group. Uh, I was talking about how Bernie Sanders is a creation by the Clintons and by the media, and when I say that, I mean that in, to the degree that he is not even remotely close to beating Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. She is up by an average of 30 points, okay? So the media is just like, but Bernie Sanders, nip it on her heels. He's down the block eight miles. See, that's what's I so mean, funny. What's so funny is you can close. look at that a totally different way and be like, oh, the media is not covering him as much. They're not, they have not been covering how he's going, he's got all these huge rallies right? that are bigger than hers. So how the, why the fuck do you say that? If she, if she, if he is, if he's getting humongous rallies and turnouts and she's not and all of her things are these like blue plate special fucking like small things, stuff like that, and he has gotten, he's made almost as much money as she did in the past election cycle. The New York Knicks suck. Madison Square Garden is always sold out. Does that mean they're going to win the championship? No, it doesn't. I mean, I'm sorry, but, just because you bring more people, you bring a larger crowd to your event, well, the uh, numbers okay, well, there's, aren't there's there. There's more than that. There's more than that. There's all of the money that, that he, all the small donations that have e- been equivalent I to what she got in this thing. Yes. But beyond that, what I'm saying is, I'm saying is like, you can look at it both ways. It's hard to fucking really know what's going on. You know what right. I mean? Like, yes. And the thing, the thing that pisses me off is apparently, according to a CNN thing, like in South Carolina, is very low, like a you know a name recognition, and so like only eight percent of the black vote there. That's one of the first states where it's like a black primary vote. They're all going to vote for Hillary Clinton, yep. and it's like the fucking Clinton family has done more to fuck over people of color in this country yep. than like the fucking than the than the than than the fucking the, 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 than the fucking like a, the, 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 the oh I love this. Heart. This is making him Bucks Bunny, <laughs> making him Elmer Fudd. Never That's how bad the Clintons <laughs> are. It'll make you Elmer Fudd. But, They've done more to yeah. fucking, you know, to lead to mass incarceration than policies of Nixon and um, Reagan and George H.W. Bush combined. We've talked about it for really, really talked about up. it for months and months and, and months. Wait, can we talk about it again that I actually just did a fucking like a Looney Tunes thing? That was amazing. yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> um, Jay, thank you so much for being here, man. Can I, you're welcome. Can I say one thing though before we go? Is this is this the Do wrap wanna, up? Sure. Yeah, yeah, this is the wrap up. Okay. What I, I just wanted to say this. Okay, because. Like I wanna, I wanna just let you know. Like, yes, it's a fucking imperfect media landscape, and I think we all know that. Yeah, it's just, I'll tell you what, man, I'm exactly where I want to be, doing exactly what I want to do, and I'm yeah. so proud of this fucking show. Um, we've done over fuck, over seventy episodes, and it's some of the most like uh, progressive, left wing, radicalized political satire. Like, we take stories from all these independent, alternative sources, and we put them through. The uh, the satire filter through right. the comedy filter, and I'm I'm just proud of the work we're doing. Like so, it I, is funded by a man you know. who jails gays. I just why <laughs> do you want to say that? It is, but but I just did a thing about a new bill that's being put into Senate that hopefully is going to help with mass incarceration. Awesome, you know what I mean? I just talked about what's the name of the bill? 
Uh, it's called the Sentencing Reform and Corrections Act of 2015. And it uh, needs to do a lot more, but it's something, you know. Awesome. I mean, I interviewed the head of the uh, of the sentencing project, one of the foremost prison reform advocates in the whole entire country. I went after all of, like the you know the Western states after the King of Saudi Arabia died. I went onto the steps of the Saudi Arabia embassy and I sang "Ding Dong, the King is Dead." Ding Dong, the Wicked King Jesus. is fucking dead. You're lucky yeah, you're yeah. not dead. I mean, I've yeah. I mean, I've sat down with people from like Black Lives Matter movement. I talk about high frequency trading. I mean, all the whistleblowing stuff. That's great. Obama's climate change thing not going far enough, like all sorts of stuff, you know? All right, so check out Redacted Tonight. It's on RT, uh, hosted by Lee Camp. It should be hosted by John F. O'Donnell, in my opinion. (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much. We've known each other for years, and what a fun experience. And I completely agree. You know, having the opportunity to speak and, uh, you know, trying to be... uh, as uh, as populist as possible, and really trying to you know shed just give information. That's what we do, and we try to uh, to the best of our ability. And it is such an honor, and uh, it's not taken lightly. So, um, well, yes. thank you so much for having me. I yeah. think one of the most revolutionary things we can do at this point in time with structures of power being so entrenched is just to get out information however you can. That's right. And uh, that's what we do. And speaking of information, I'm on Fox News' Red Eye on November 11th. I'll be bloated and eating cheese. <laughs> I have a live show at Caroline's. The whole Redacted Tonight crew is doing like a live stand-up show November 20th at Caroline's. It's free, awesome. open bar, a free hors d'oeuvres, and a rock band afterwards. Jeez, so. you are a liberal, just giving everything away. <laughs> Good God. I love it. Um, find JFOD on Twitter. John, what is it? At the real JFOD, J-F-O-D, at the real JFOD. Fantastic. Follow Marcus Parks on Twitter at Marcus Parks. I'm at Ben Kissel. Go to the Facebook page, Abel Against Top Hat. And, uh, you know, thank you so much for supporting all the shows here on CCR. And uh, I think that's it. We'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am and how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org lost. I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and SiriusXM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and SiriusXM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus Trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes.